morning and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well. I imagine there's quite a few people around the United States, maybe the world, I don't know, that are feeling a little bit extra busy. Not only extra busy, but maybe a little more anxiety because we are now into graduation. (laughs) So it's a big time for a lot of families and even graduation at the preschool level. It's funny because, you know, we think about graduation from high school or from colleges, but, you know, even that those that graduate from the eighth grade into ninth grade, those are transition periods and they're kind of, they can be a little bit rough and preschool into kinder. That's another big one, man. Mm-hmm. They're going to the big school. <laughs> yeah. So, and parents are so proud, you know, not just parents, all family members, friends and all of that. And I think that's really a cool thing, but with it comes anxiety. There's so much to do. There's a lot of planning going on for different celebrations and, you know, the graduations themselves and and kids going through all of those changes and parents helping them through that. It's a lot. We see a little bit of that with our friend Sylvia. Her daughter's getting ready to graduate and not only her daughter, they have uh, an exchange student from Germany. So she's graduating. Their parents will be coming in. So a lot of stuff going on. So I don't think the timing sometimes is ever in our favor, should I say? Because <laughs> not only that, a little more anxiety added to that is that our five-year lease on our uh, office space ended. So these women that we've been with, I've been with Sylvia the longest. I think it's been like eight years with Sylvia and then seven years with Kathy and Kathy G and Kathy Weber. And so that's a long time we've had this part kind of partnership, not partnership, but we all work together. It really feels like a team. So on top of that, poor Sylvia's trying to pack up her office. And <laughs> and just those big changes like that can be really stressful. I agree, because I know that. And we've talked a little bit about this, you know, just even for us, I almost feel like it's almost a graduation for us because we're going from something that we've had in place for eight years. So it's almost like, you know, you go get a, it's how long you take to go through, you know, first through eighth grade and you graduate from that into the next thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of mixed feelings. And I think, you know, when kids graduate, there's a lot of mixed feelings. There are. Yeah. I don't know. Can you remember when you graduated, what that was like for you? Yeah, I <laughs> I was nervous about it. Not the graduation itself, of course, but it was like, oh, my God, welcome to the rest of your life. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> I was it felt like a big thing. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, my God, now I got an adult and I don't really know if I'm ready. I don't know if the world's ready for me to adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think that's it. And I think also for parents, if it's your last kid, your only kid. It doesn't matter. I think, you know, that empty nest syndrome starts to work. If it's the first kid that's graduating, it was like, you know, when they're little, you don't think about it. And then it's like, oh my God, one's gone. And now I've got another one. And there's that feeling of, it's kind of cool because I get my, you know, I get to do me now. But then what does that mean? So that's anxiety there. So we have parents out there who their kids are graduating and that might be the only one. Now they have empty nests. So there's so much stuff that goes into that. I think it, it doesn't just impact one person. Yeah. There's so much planning. There's so much excitement at the same time and anticipation and that thing of who am I? What can I do? What difference can I make? What impact do I make on the world? I think all of those things. And those are some 
to me some really big things. I mean, I'll, I when I think about those, even with what I'm doing today, I'm they're like, wow, that's a lot of thought process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that's why you can see there would be there can be some anxiety around it for both parent or the kid. I know I had anxiety around it. I was, like I said, happy to be done with school, but I was, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What kind of job am I going to get or that, you know? So I know that that plays on kids' minds. Well, and I think sometimes too, because sometimes what the child wants and what the parent wants don't match up too. Yeah, it's true. Because I've had that where the kid really doesn't want to go to college right away. You got to go to college right away. The kid, I don't even know what I want to do. Why would I go to college? And, you know, or I really want to go to college, but we can't afford it. Or there's all of these things. Or I want to go to a college in another state. Or, you know, I mean, it's just, it can feel overwhelming. Yeah. Because there's so many choices to be made at this time. Mm-hmm. But then there's not. Do you know what I mean? We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Exactly. We act like we have to make these decisions. You know, when I'm talking to some of the the kiddos I work with, they'll be there. Like I have one going into high school this year and she'll be in high school with her two older siblings. So that's going to be different. You know, when she was in her school, it was her. And I think sometimes then you transition into that and then it's like, now where's my identity in that? But then when you graduate from high school, it's like, where, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you had an identity in school, well, you, whatever it was. Yeah, because a lot of times kids, you know, I think they're so busy seeing themselves through their peers' eyes. You know, they're identifying, you know, with all of those, whatever it is, stereotype, whatever, that, that people people view you as in high school there's a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff that happens and so when you get out of away from that who are you as a person and what does that look like absolutely and i think high school i think it's that place where kids are trying to identify with something yeah and then you know you go into a college and it's now it's like oh my god now i have to identify with something else it almost feels like on a bigger scale And so that's difficult. And I think the other thing that's kind of interesting today, you know, because when I went to college, you just kind of go off to college, you just go. But today, because of economics, there are kids who just want, they have that desire to be on their own and all that, but they also realize they financially cannot afford it. So we have more and more kids who are living at home, going to college or working. So they're, they've transitioned into adulthood, but it doesn't feel like adulthood because I'm still living at home. Right. You know, when I, I have some doing that too. And it's that thing of, you know, I really want to be on my own. I want to have that independence and the frustration of not being able to have that because of the economic piece of it. There's so many moving parts in all of these things. Right. To all those who are graduating, it's it's time to explore. It's time to... Go figure out what it is you want to do. But the thing is, is you don't have to do it in an instant. Right. I think people really think, one of my kiddos told me one day, Miss, they're at the school and they're telling, they're asking me where I want to go to college. What do I want to do? And he's there like, I don't know. I just feel pressure. He goes, I just want to get through my English class. You know, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And there is a lot of pressure. Instead of realizing why is there so much pressure? What, what are we doing? You know, we talk about the high rate of anxiety now in the United States. I don't know. It could be around the world. 
I have to just focus on the little world that I work in, you know, my little area here. <laughs> right. But it's that thing of what that anxiety. And like I said, even with it, with that kid in particular, he goes, they're asking me all these questions. I don't know. He goes, I just want to pass my English test. And he couldn't even focus on his English test because he, whether they were doing it, whether they were just there like, yo, dude, when you have a minute, meet with the counselor and see what you might want to do. He interpreted that as maybe different. But all that matters is how he interpreted it. And then, you know, if he is interpreting it that way, you know, then, well, in this case, it becomes my job to help him kind of slow all that down and realize, oh, you know, did you hear the message right? Or can you just simply tell them, you know what, I'm not ready to talk about it right now. Because right. the closer we get to graduation, things like that, now, you know, kids are doing their college courses in high school. So it's like... Things are shifting. Well, and yeah, so it seems like we've really tried to accelerate things. And I mean, you know, I think that you know, the education piece is certainly important. And but I do feel like that there is a lot of pressure and that does make the anxiety build. And if we could just take things a step at a time, you know, let him focus on the English exam. You know, that's the piece he needs to get through at this moment. And I think that we do have to slow it down. And I think it puts a lot of pressure on parents, too, Yeah, to push their kids sometimes to do this. I think it's great that we have the new STEM programs and that we're incorporating. You know, it's really there's a lot of them that are really focusing on pushing females into STEM as well. You know, it used to be so much more male dominant. It still is. But it's that thing to still excel, to do all of these things. I have some kids, oh my God, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. They're at school all day. Then they'll have practice afterwards. Then they might have another extracurricular activity on top of that. And they're going constantly all week long. And then they're tired. And I'll ask them, well, why are you tired? I don't know. And they're like, honey, let's see. Let's look at your schedule. It's a lot. And then to come to graduation, you would think part of it, I think they just want to take that breath. And take that moment. Like we all do and should, because I feel like that we need to have that pause. We need to slow down for a moment and be able to take that breath, no matter, you know, what changes we're trying to navigate. And even when you're not, when you're going through the regular daily thing, like you were saying, they're going to school, they're, you know, they've got homework, they're, they're doing all these extracurriculars, and there's never any downtime. And that is really important, I feel like, to reduce the anxiety piece. Absolutely. And I think that's what it is, too. I think there's a, a lot of anxiety around it. And I know for me, I always tell you, I am so happy when the end of the school year comes. I don't have a lot of young people in my caseload now, but I still do have enough of them that I'm just always there like, oh, just let's get to the end of the year. Let's just get to the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it gets more stressful. And when I have those that are graduating, I'm always, always very honored that I get to be on this journey and that I get to see them graduate. And, you know, because when I start with them, sometimes it's iffy. <laughs> right. But when we get to that place and just how proud they feel of themselves for being able to get from where they were to where they are. And I think students should feel proud of themselves because it's getting harder and harder. And there's a lot more that's that more pressure that we're putting on students to excel and to do things and to know things. And 
they should be proud when they get to that place and that sense of accomplishment and, and families should be proud of them as well because it, it's, it's work. And, and for parents who help them get there, it's a partnership. It really, really is. It's a partnership and parents, you're as involved with that. And when I say parents, that's anybody who parents the child, whether it's grandparents or, you know, aunts, uncles, it could be anybody who takes on that parent role. Essentially a mentor. Exactly. There's such an investment into this person that they really believe has that potential. So I think that's the interesting thing. It's, it's, it's more than one. When, when somebody graduates, it is their accomplishment, but none of us got there on our own. None of us. From the te- from, you know, starting from in the home to that teaching staff, to those mentors, whether they be coaches or whoever they are, there's that, that piece of it. And, and remembering that partnership, you know, so that maybe when you do remember it, you can pay it forward later on and, and help those other ones who are co- up and coming. And once again, it's stressful. Yeah. I'm, I'm always there like people, some of my parents have others, you know, if I'm working with them, they, if they have kids who are graduating closer, I, they're, they're all going through that. They're, they're like, oh my God, we got to do this. We've got family coming in. Well, and that's the thing. It is a big change. That's happening. And every time there's change, there's always, I think, some anxiety around it. And I think that that happens even without people even knowing. Because things can be going well. You can have everything planned out. And and you know graduation is a positive and all of those things. And it seems like all the stuff is a positive thing that's happening. Why would I have anxiety? But it still can be there because there's just so much happening. And like I say... Being able to have some downtime is really important, I think, to avoiding some of that excess anxiety around that. I agree. One of mine, uh, the son's graduating, and it's like trying to get everybody to agree on what's the graduation party going to look like. Well, I want everybody to be included. Well, this person can't do this. Well, this person, and just that parent is just like, I just, what are we going to do? What are we going <laughs> to It becomes stressful. That. It does. And then the family coming in, you know, and, and so it is a stressful time and not that stress is always bad, you know, even for the student graduating, it's stressful, but it's still such a positive, right? But it's all those other little things. And I don't know, I don't know if we put too much pressure on ourselves for even with the client I'm there, like, I don't know how you think you're going to make everybody happy. Oh, I think we definitely do that. And we're all, I think that a lot of times people are, that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to please everybody. And, and, you know, there's just no way to make that happen. And so, I mean, I think that you just have to find what's right for you and what's right for the kid and to be able to make those plans around, you know, it's a celebration of, you know, what's happening of their accomplishments and keep the focus on that. But even at that, like I say, stepping away at times and just quieting your mind is really important through all of that because it's like everything becomes a rush. Well, and I think too, what, you know, that triggered something with me. Uh, so thank you for that. I think the other thing is, is checking in with each other. Definitely. That can be such, you know, a parent going to a child and saying, you know, how are you doing? Just checking in, the child checking in with the parent, friends checking in, family checking in. You know, I mean, we, with Sylvia, how are you doing with all this? Because it's it's a lot. But once again, it's a celebration. It's fun. But, you know, it's kind of like when you get married. Yeah. 
you lose that in there. That's why you have shows like Bridezilla and stuff that you just... <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a stressful thing, even though it's around a positive, happy celebration. It still becomes a stressful thing because there's so much planning involved and just... I know that we, we talked about it because our first... So we had a... You know, we changed with all the laws and everything and how they went. But we had a bigger wedding, which turned out way bigger than we had anticipated, which we appreciate everybody who attended. But the day of the wedding, we get the tuxes and the dresses in. They didn't fit with one with the bridesmaid and one with the... The tux. The tux. Didn't fit one. And And so it was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Thank goodness two could just switch. Yeah, we flip-flopped them. So the one that was the bridesmaid could wear the tux, so she switched, <laughs> and then the other one switched to the dress. So it, <laughs> I was really grateful that that worked out. It was a great time, but oh my goodness, was it stressful. Yeah. So hence, when we got our legal marriage, it was Christy and I signing the document and trying to take a picture, and an older gentleman comes by and he goes, what are you doing? Uh, when we're trying to take a picture. He goes, I'll take that picture for you. Yeah, right outside the courthouse. And- In front of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> and it, guess what? No stress. Yeah. Great day, but no <laughs> stress. Yeah. So even those really happy, happy times can sometimes come with stress. And I think sometimes we put that stress on ourselves, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if I look back at it now, I appreciate the ceremony and it was beautiful and I appreciate that everybody was there. But I think, oh, my God, how much simpler my life could have been if I had just done it differently. (laughs) Yes, but it was really cool. I was so grateful to have we got to have family there. And and that was really cool. And I, I, I loved having my parents there, my sister and her daughters and stuff. So it was it was just really cool. And, and had family in the audience. So it was just a really, that part was so cool. And I, and I love that I can look back on that. And if I focus on that, it's just like, oh, this, that was so awesome for me. But then when I think about the other pieces of it, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. There were times I was like ready to pull my hair out. <laughs> yes. So that's what I mean. It, it, part of it's just change. Part of it's, it, you know, it's starting a new chapter. And, you know, when we look at graduations, when we look at weddings, when we look at all of these things, it's the start of a new chapter in your life. As in anything, sometimes when we start those new chapters, once again, there's going to be anxiety around it. Right. It's something new. Well, something new. What if I'm not, people are so afraid of what if I'm not successful or what if I'm not this or what if I'm not that instead of just Viewing it all as practice, I, I just practice it till I get it right. And I'm going to find that thing that I'm going to find my niche. Mm-hmm. In in some time, one of my kiddos, he's on the autism spectrum. And they talk with him about getting a job and doing stuff like that. And it, he, it stresses him out to no end because he's going to be graduating. Not now. We're, we're getting him there. But he's there like. People want me to adult. He goes, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he goes, it, it stresses him mm-hmm. to no end. So I'm there like, what do you like to do? Well, you can't do stuff like I like to do and make money, he said. <laughs> he goes, and if you're a job, you're supposed to make money. He did have a job for a short moment. That didn't work out quite well. Once again, stressors. Right. 
but even like him as he's looking and, you know, they're talking to him even about colleges and things like that. It's like, how do you make those decisions? Which I think is kind of cool because he asks those questions. But I think if you're neurotypical, sometimes you may have the same questions, but you won't ask them. Right. You'll think that, oh, I'm just supposed to know this. Well, no, we're not supposed to know any of this. That's why we talk to people. That's why communication is so important. And I love the fact that he talks very honestly. How do you know that? What does that even mean? I've been working with him and I says, well, what is it? He is an amazing artist. So I've talked with mom. Hopefully what we can do, we can actually get him to where he's doing his art and uh, he's able to sell it and stuff like that because he is really, really, really good. Yeah. And he goes, well, you can do that. And they're like, of course you can. And I always love that because I always say, yeah, but artists don't make money or artists don't, you can't have a business like that. And I always tell them I have a friend who does. And they're always, they're like, like almost like I'm making this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I've tell them about my friend, Suzanne, who uh, we talked about, uh, Suzanne Reed Fine, who is this amazing, amazing artist. And she gets to do her art and she gets to make some money off of it, but she gets to do what she loves. And that's what I'm working with him on. And helping children, and I think this is important, but not just children, but all of us at any time in our life, do what you love and the money will follow. Mm-hmm. Do what you love, but too much of the time, and I see that struggle with kids. Well, my dad and mom think that if I go into uh, computers or IT or, you know, on, 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 and, well, what do you want to do? I don't know, but it's not that. <laughs> or I want to do art, or I want to do graphic art, or I want to do gaming, or I want to... You know, the list goes on. And it's like, find that passion and do it. Do what you love. I think there's a lot of expectation and that's why it's really hard for, you know, a lot of times you hear, you ask a kid what they want to be or whatever. And it's true. They do a lot of times say, I don't know. Well, the reason that they don't know probably is, you know, they haven't had the chance to explore a lot of those different things, or they do know what it is that they like, but they are totally immersed in the idea throughout society that you can't make money that way. You've got to have a certain kind of job. You got to do this. So it does make it difficult. Well, I think that's why we have a lot of people who are very unhappy in their jobs. Yes. They're unhappy, unhappy, unhappy. They're stressed all the time. I have that some clients with that too. And I love one of the wives trying to tell the husband, if you're unhappy in it, do something, change it. Yeah. I'm not asking you to stay there. Change it. Take that step. Change it to be healthy. Right. Because we will feel like there's an expectation even of the, this. you know, we might feel that there's that expectation from a spouse, from a parent or whatever. But that's their expectation or that's our perception of somebody's expectation because we're not talking. We cannot emphasize enough on this podcast, communication, communication, talk, 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 talk. Yeah. Y'all know that's what we do. Listen to us. All we do is talk, right? (laughs) (laughs) But when we communicate, we understand. We get a better understanding of the person who's sitting across from us. We start to understand what it is that truly makes them happy. Which in turn just brings more to that relationship. Yes. But when we do what we love, we decrease the stress level of it. We decrease that whole entire thing. And I think that's what we're talking about. How do you do that? How do you decrease that kind of stuff? When you're a kid, you're used to 
having that security blanket of your parent. And then, you know, when you go to college, you don't have that. I have one of mine. Uh, she's uh, currently attending Colorado State University. And, you know, she had her security blanket of her family, but then they moved back east and she stayed. It was like, no, I'm going to stay. And that, you know, the first part of that was, it was hard for her. Right. Because she didn't have friends there. She went to something that she knew nothing of, no friendships. And I'm telling y'all, I am so proud of this, this young lady. She's going to do great things. But I'm so proud of her because she's involved in organizations. She has friendships. She now has the opportunity to blossom. Because sometimes in our family system, if we stay there, we don't ever challenge ourselves to be anything different, too. I have one. I tell him, what do you want to do with your life? He, he this parents, I get it, economics. I says, but what becomes your contribution? You can't just sit in the basement. What can you do? And now he's thinking about it. He's talking about it. But we have to talk to them about it. We have to encourage them. We have to encourage our youth, our young adults. We have to encourage them to think outside the box, to embrace their talents and to not minimize their talent because somebody has said that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. And I think that that's happened for so long and you are seeing a pushback with that. I think that's why it does seem like that there, there are so many more young people that are staying in the home. And a lot of times they're not exploring the things that they might enjoy or that because they don't, they don't communicate, I think with the families or whatever, and they don't, explore those ideas about what they could do or, or that. So they're a lot of times just fearful. And I think that's what's keeping them stuck in one place. Mm -hmm. And once again, I think, you know, when we talk about anxiety, we, anxiety is all, it's, it's fear-based. Right. And I think people say, oh, I have anxiety, but they don't understand it comes from a fear. Right. They'll feel anxious, but they don't understand it's fear of something. Absolutely. Are we afraid of the unknown? Oh Yeah. <laughs> But when you identify it and talk about it, it makes a big difference. Absolutely. And we'll do that. Yes. You know, if I, you know, whether it's me or whether it's you, if I'm having one of those fearful or anxious moments about something, some decision we're making, and if I sit with it for a minute, it can kind of build a little bit. But if I just sit there and we, and we take that time and we'll both do it, we'll sit there and we'll talk about that. And then it's like, after we talk about it, we're both there like, oh my God. Good thing we talked about that because I feel so much better now. Yeah, and I don't think that people understand how much that can alleviate. I mean, even like I had an incident this past week where that, like I told you, I think it's because of all the changes that we're doing as far as even the office and things like that and trying to decide if we were going to rent another office space and, you know, having to go into another long-term lease or that kind of thing. And I, all of it, I think that... And then thinking about all of the other things that I needed to get done within this time period. And I was starting to feel overwhelmed and it was giving me anxiety and it started playing out. It felt physically. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I mean, I had, but I was holding so much tension in my neck. I started thinking, do I have a sore throat? No, it's not a sore throat. What's happening here? I was like, is my blood pressure high? I went and checked it. I didn't know what was happening to me, but I think that it was anxiety. And once I was able to identify it, I stopped immediately what I was doing. I started focusing on my breath. I closed my eyes and I just, just was in that moment, just breathing. 
and I had to slow my mind down. As soon as I did that, I felt tension start to to ease because I was carrying a lot in my chest and my shoulders, my neck, and that started to alleviate that. And I and I came to you and I said, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> What's going on? Because I could feel that on you. Yeah, there was just such angst. And I didn't understand why, because I didn't feel like in my mind, I was like, we're doing well. Everything is, you know, good. We're, we have a lot of opportunities and we're doing positive things. And I just was still overwhelmed. Once again, I think it's that fear of that unknown. And then we kind of talked about it and we were having some of the same anxiety, not or the same anxiety that was more of a overwhelming feeling that kind of morphed into anxiety, I think. And, you know, we sat down and we started talking about it. And then it was like we were having anxiety about the same things. Mm-hmm. So once we were able to talk about it, then we're able to sort it out. It really reduced the anxiety at that point when we started talking about it. But, you know, I don't know how many parents actually sit and talk to their kids when they graduate really talk to him and say, like, this is a new chapter, you know, whatever verbiage you use, but you might be afraid sometimes, but that's okay. Helping them understand, even though they're going away, their support's not leaving. But sometimes kids believe that once they go away, the support is gone. I have another client, his daughter just came back from college for the summer. And he goes, I go, well, your daughter's back? He goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, she's back in her room. She does her thing. She knows she has a place to come. She knows now that she had some issues with the car. Dad went to Arizona, took care of it right away. So that helped her to know that she's not in this alone. And I think that's the thing, helping them understand that just because you graduate doesn't mean there's still not a little bit of a security blanket for them. Right. There's still that support and they need that reassurance, I think. Oh, I remember mom and dad giving us, you know, a little bit of money here, but also giving us uh, food. And, you know, when you're in college, man, food's a big thing. Right. A cup of noodles every day. So we were all <laughs> happy. And our friends were happy, too, because <laughs> they got to eat some of our food. But that's what I mean, realizing that, oh, my goodness, okay, if I need food, mom and dad will still give me food. Yeah. You know, whatever that is. And I think that's the, the key thing is just because we start a chapter doesn't mean that we're not bringing some of the characters from the before chapter into the new chapter. And I think that's really important. So when we are talking about that, remembering the importance of communication, of letting them know, we're still here for you. But sometimes they go off and and they forget that for a minute. I always remind people, you got a support system, use it. Yeah. But they also have to know the support is there. So we have to communicate that to them. You know, I do that constantly with my clients. I always tell them, remember, you're part of a team. You're not alone. But a lot of times people will try to carry something with them and not, maybe they're just trying to, they feel like they're trying to not bother the other person with something that is weighing on their mind. But how much more effective they will be as a team if they could communicate and, you know, talk about those stressors. You know, what's kind of interesting is that being a therapist and working with therapists, I know there's a lot of feelings going on with our little group. But I find it interesting that even for us, we're not talking about it, which makes me a little crazy because I'm the type of person who I just want to address things as they come up. Right. 
you know, I address it. I will do that. And I will make a point of doing that. And I mean, Kathy Weber did. She goes, you know, about when we're, we've been together for a long time, you know, like what's going to be. And I said, Kathy, our friendship doesn't go away. But our friendship is tied into the work that we do. And the work that we do is now separating out, you know, and, and what does that mean? I guess it means that you get on the phone with one another when you've got topics you need to go over and, and questions and, and things like that. But and I do understand what you're saying. It's completely, it's such a big change. Uh, you guys have been in the same location for so long and you could just go across the hall to say, hey, you know, I need we, to run this past you. We debrief, to- you know, we we do all of that stuff with each other. And it's so nice when it's so close because we've talked about this because I told you I, I, the feelings that I'm having about, I'm, I'm grateful for this new chapter. I really am. And I know the ladies are. Yeah. But I also know that we're so used to, to doing this for the last seven years as all of us together in the last seven years. Um, and so it's like, it's a shift. But once again, remembering to bring those people in that chapter into the new chapter. And, Even though it looks different. Yes. And once again, whether it's graduation, it, I guess it's called new chapters instead. Because it is. It's just a new chapter in your life. And those new chapters can look so different, whether it's moving to a new state, all of the different things. There's excitement. There's all of this n- positive energy. I went through that when I graduate. right after I graduated, my parents decided to move to Colorado from Illinois, and that's where I had grown up. So I, at first, was just, you know, digging my heels in. I'm Kicking not going. Kicking and screaming. I'm not going. Are you crazy? <laughs> but they made that move, and I ended up following. And I've been in Colorado for more than 20 years, and this is home to me. So I'm grateful for that move. But at the time it was, I was filled with anxiety over it. I was anxious about staying there too. And, you know, not having my family there. So I, you know, it was such a big decision. And I mean, like I said, I'm glad that I made the move, but it was a huge deal for me. Mm -hmm. Then we met. (laughs) Yes. So it was all good. (laughs) And, you know, it's even after you graduate, whether you're graduating from high school or college, it's it's oftentimes that involves a move. Sometimes that move is there. And it's like, oh, my God, I've got to start all over. It's like going to a new job. Even though you have the skills and it might be the same job, it's still there's a sense of joy in getting the new job. But at the same time, it's now I've got to establish myself. And when you're graduating from high school, you're establishing everything. It's like if you're going off to college and stuff, it's not only going from a high school to a college, going to a different town, all different people, (laughs) you know, unless you can take a buddy along with you. That's always nice. (laughs) When I went to college the first time, my sister and I went together, which was great because, well, we were roomies, but sometimes we really didn't see each other that much because... We were in two different parts of the college, but it's, there was still comfort in that. Oh, yeah. There was such comfort in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice when something like that works out. But I also don't think that you should make decisions based on, you know, if my friend's going here, you know, or whatever, you got to make the decision that's right for you. Because I remember also when I was getting ready to graduate, 
we were heavily involved in the church and there were a couple other girls my age that they were graduating too and they were going off to the same college. And a lot of people thought that I would follow suit and go to the same college that they were. And I had no intention of following that plan. It was not in my mind at all, but there was a lot of people talking that and I felt like, you know, a little bit of pressure to do that. And, you know, it was a Bible college. Everybody was like, you know, they're all, all three of them. In fact, we were all three Christies. Christies are going to go to the same college. And I was like, no, I couldn't make that decision. So sometimes there's pressure to do things like that, but I think you should always do what's right for you. Yeah. And in the case of my sister and I, there was no pressure. We were just there like, okay. Right. When it works out like that, that's why I say, I mean, that's great because you don't have to feel alone at least when you're going well, through these big changes. And I changes. think the thing is, is it was a college that worked for both of us. Yeah. You know, and that was really nice because like I said, you have that added support and stuff. And then it's one of those things of figuring out where you belong, but you can't figure out where you belong if you stay stuck in the place you're at. Yeah. If you don't belong there, you don't belong there. But we try to make ourselves fit. And when we don't, it we always stay in a place of angst. And, and it's it's not good for us. And the thing is, is that we have the opportunity all the time to make choices for ourselves. And sometimes we're so busy listening to other people. And, and I'm not saying don't take advice. And I'm not saying don't listen to people. That's not it. But what I am saying is, if you're making choices just based on somebody else and how you think they're going to love you or support you or whatever, but it's really doesn't resonate with you. You have to do the things that resonate with you and people, if it resonates with you, oftentimes they will feel that they will see that and they will encourage that. And you will find those people along the way who will encourage you to be the best version of you. Go to those people. Mm -hmm. If they know you, encourage, let them encourage you, ask them questions, let your family know. Yeah. That's where the communication piece comes in. And I think that's really important for the parents that like you say, like those kids are leaving home or whatever. So now those parents have to relearn a, a new role. Basically. I mean, they're still, it's still supportive, but having to do it from maybe a different angle. Well, and I think the other thing is too, is sometimes remembering that other people are having emotions as well. Because mm -hmm. sometimes that person thinks, oh, I'm the only one involved in this, or I'm the only one, you know, it's my graduation. All the changes are happening for me. No, they're happening for your whole system. Yeah. People are kind of used to you. They're used to you being in their home. The home, that's what it works. When you leave, that system changes. There's an emptiness. Mm-hmm. You know, parents have to shift how they do it. Sometimes it's like, yes, we can convert that room into my craft room. or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But then when they walk into that craft room the first time, they remember that child who took up residence there right. for those many years. And it's a bittersweet. They're, you know, it's that thing of, oh, my gosh, this is great. But at the same time, you know, it's having that those memories of that space you took there. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that can kind of make you sad in some ways, but I think giving focus to the support you've been able to give to help them reach this accomplishment. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because our episode where we, they, we had the thing of ask the questions, uh, Maggie asked that question of when your kids graduate, you know, and then, you, you know, you, a lot of people, by the time their kids graduate, they're retiring too. 
So those things can kind of go hand in hand with each other. So talk about a double whammy. Now I don't have my identity of what I did as a job, but now my identity as a parent has changed. And then the other thing that is so huge is your relationship with your child changes. Right. They're not what we would call an equal in that aspect. You're still the parent, but they're moving more into a a friendship or those kind of things where you don't have to guide them so much. But then you also, as a parent, you have to learn to switch that role. Oh, my God, I can't tell them what to do. If I go visit them and their room's a mess, I can't go tell them, go clean your room. I mean, you can, and then they can laugh at you and tell you they don't have to. Right. But do you see what I mean? Or you can't tell them how to spend their money. You can't do that. Even though you might be able to see that what they're doing is not maybe the most healthy decisions, but you don't get that. So then you just have to sit back. So that is huge. So when parents are, you know, when we talk about that empty nest, when we, you know, you things shift, you know, you're used to going to their activities, you're used to taking the places, you're used to doing all these things. It's part of that role in that image that you have. And for that parent, it's gone. Right. And so it's like, now I'm stuck with me. Now what do I do? You know, I mean, can I go borrow the neighbor's kids? I don't know (laughs) if they let you. (laughs) But no, that's a huge thing. And it's anxiety because once again, it's starting a new chapter. But now you're starting a new chapter. You're still a parent, but you're not in the parental role. So it's what role do I take on? And so much of the time when you have kids, so much of your time and energy is spent on the child that you kind of lose a little bit of who you are along the way. Oh, yeah. You keep some, but... There's just too much going on sometimes to kind of have that moment where you just kind of, you say, stop, breathe, and take that moment. So then it's like, who do I identify as now? And that's the beauty I always tell parents. Now you get to identify as who you are. You get to have a little more space. Not the parent. It's not like, oh, that's Christy's parent over there or whatever. It's not that anymore. You become a name. Again. (laughs) Yeah. You become a name again. I like that. And But when you do that, it's freeing, and at the same time, it's scary. Right. So, you know, I tell even even the ones who were going through the empty nest stuff, I always tell them, take that time to figure out and embrace who you are. Remember the things that you've loved to do. Yeah. Revisit those things. And you may not, and you may find that doesn't fit. And if it doesn't fit, the good thing is, is there's this whole wide world And it might be something that you say, oh, you know what? I've never crocheted before. Let me try that. And you start it. And they're like, no, this doesn't work for me. Didn't work for me. Grandma tried to teach me. And then she, I failed her class miserably. And she told me that just, I wasn't going to learn it. And that was okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I was okay with it. (laughs) It's all crazy backwards stuff for me. But anyway, the thing is, is that the child is going to learn who they are. If you're the parent who's who your children are leaving and you have no more there to raise, it's your time to find out who you are. It's this incredible journey you both are starting at the same time into who you are, what are your likes, what are your dislikes, and really embracing those things. And you have to learn a different way of communicating through that. Absolutely. You don't get to tell your kids what to do. Well, yeah, you do. They just don't have to listen. Right. Now they can turn around and tell you, I don't have to listen to you. (laughs) I would never think to tell my parents that. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) But once again, 
Graduation is upon us. Changes are happening. New chapters are starting. Embrace the new chapters. Communicate your anxieties and your fears, but also your hopes and your dreams. Talk to people. Get their ideas. It never hurts to get more ideas. Doesn't mean you have to do them. Nobody's telling you to do them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you even make a decision kicking and screaming and you don't realize what a wonderful decision it turns out to be. Very true. I'm making sure that was the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, wonderful journeys sometimes start with just that one decision. The cool thing is, is understand nothing is written in stone. We get to change our minds and change our paths whenever we choose. So we want to wish everybody a happy graduation. Enjoy this time. Stop and breathe and realize that you are starting a new chapter and you are the author, the star, everything of that new chapter. And we wish all of the graduates a great new start to this new chapter. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to being back. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful week. And for those who are graduating this week and next week, and well, we have them this week, next week, and the week after. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. (laughs) Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.